A reading from Matthew 19, 7-12. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If this is a situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who accepts this should accept it. So the Pharisees uh, turned to Moses as the final authority on marriage and divorce. This is what I write in uh, uh, Getting to Know Jesus. But Jesus made a distinction that goes to the heart of the matter. He said that Moses allowed for divorce because your hearts are hard. The rules governing divorce were designed to bring order to a people who were verging on chaos, uh, chaos and disorder. But when people disregard the rules, you must keep in mind that people's principles, uh, when we disregard the rules, we must keep in mind God's principles behind the rules. And it's funny, uh, when I wrote that, that was in a, a, a previous conversation I was having with Chuck Davis. And I, I, I tried to kind of, when I wrote it down, I tried to kind of uh, get to what are God's principles in all of this mm. in, in marriage. And, and it goes on to say, God built men and women for relationship within the context of marriage and family. Marriage was a higher God originated, uh, has a God originated purpose behind it. And the behavior of rule breakers and others should not undermine God's higher purpose even when sin and sexual immorality threaten to obliterate it. I like the uh, um, translation in the NIV of sexual immorality because mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a whole spectrum of behavior mm -hmm. that falls under this. And we oftentimes give ourselves a license um, by saying, well, that's not so bad or, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I, I've engaged in this or that. I, but there's a spectrum of, of human behavior in, in these matters. And where God sends and where his principle sends, there should be unity in the relationship mm -hmm. because marriage is not about, you know, sunrises and sunsets and, you know, <laughs> uh, walking hand in hand. It's about the next generation. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. It's not about you and me. It's about the next generation that we're going to bring into this world. And then we're going to either introduce him to God or we're not. Mm. And our own behavior has a lot to do with which way we're going to go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I love what you said about sexual immorality, how Jesus is expanding the gambit of things not to be condemning, but so that he can implicate really the human heart in its own folly. And this is the problem with rules-based religion 
is that we always say, oh, well, that's okay, or that's not as bad. X isn't as bad as Y or Z. And I, I love what Paul later does in the New Testament. He's writing to young pastor Timothy, a pastor in Ephesus, and he's, he's challenging Timothy because he's dealing with some people in the church that are very prideful about following God's law. And he says this, now we know that the law is good. He says it's a good thing if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and the sinners, for the unholy and the profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. In accordance with this gospel of glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted, he goes on, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he has judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Paul, he goes on to talk about how his sin is the worst, but I love how he kind of uses this argument and he says, you know, you guys are so prideful in following the law. And he says, well, the law, it's actually laid down for those who don't follow it. That's the whole point. In Romans, he really presents the law as a measuring stick. And the law is this measuring stick in which we cannot meet. And the point of that isn't to lead us to condemnation or to feel bad about ourselves, but it's to point us to the only one who did meet the requirements of the law fully, and that's Jesus himself.